This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Father, we pray that you bless the reading of your word. Even as we read your word, even as we partake of your word, Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, uh, today I want to share with you on the subject, the supernatural are still for today. The supernatural are still for today. Uh, that if ever there has been a time whereby we needed the supernatural working of God is today. You know, if ever there is a time whereby God needs to prove himself, it's today. If ever there is a time whereby we want to see the working of God, the supernatural working of God is today. The miracles, whether to see whether uh, uh, to see whether they are real or not, is today, and so the supernatural working of God is for today. You know, these moments, these days that we are living in, are days whereby God will manifest Himself, whereby God will show His true power. You know, we have been talking about. The power of God, we've been preaching about the power of God, the grace of God, the anointing of God. We have been talking about the power that is able to heal, to deliver, to set free. And so with this challenge of coronavirus and all other pandemics that would still come in the future, whatever the devil would want to throw in, the power of God, will manifest. You know, the Bible says that when a sin abounds, more grace abounds. God gives us more grace when sin abounds. So when evil is there, that's when the power of God will manifest. And I'm glad that these are the days whereby the grace of God will manifest itself. You know, these are the days whereby we will see God working by His Spirit. You know, that we no longer, uh, we, you cannot fake uh, the, 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 you know, the power of God, miracles. You cannot fake it anymore. You know, when sickness hits, it's either it's real or the power of God is real or it's not real. You know, these are the times whereby we see, you know, the things that people have been trusting on, they, they realize that, you know what, those things don't work. You know, what works is the power of God. What works is the grace of God. And these are the times whereby people will see whether they are in faith or they are in fear. You know, it's like the dividing line has come, whereby you have to decide, am I in faith or am I in fear? You know, and so this message today is to encourage you that a child of God, you are to be in faith, that you are to stand in faith, that you are to trust God for the supernatural. And so I believe that uh, every Sunday evening we'll go through this series, 
and you know, we'll pick up some miracles that are in the Bible. And these miracles will encourage us to believe God for the supernatural. Because we see that the medical is failing. You know, the finances are failing. The hospitals are failing. You know, uh, the people out there no longer gives hope. When you switch on TV, when you listen, I mean, from morning until evening, there's no hope. Uh, they're just telling you of how bad things are going to be, how worse things are going to be. And so the only solution is the Word of God. You know, if you spend the whole day without switching on uh, your TV or your radio, and the next day you switch on uh, TV, you know, you would not have missed anything because there's nothing new. You know, it's all doom and gloom. You know, that so many people are expected to die. So many people are expected to be infected. So many uh, countries are suffering. I mean, it's the same, same, same story. You know, so you won't be missing anything. And so uh, these are the times whereby you need to dig into the Word of God because the Word of God will sustain you. you know, it does not matter. Uh, what happens, what fails besides me, it does not matter. The word of God stands. Your faith should not be on the fact that so-and-so, you know, it's standing strong, but your faith should be on the fact that God has said it, and if God has said it, God will establish it. Uh, so we believe the power of God. We believe the power of the spoken word of God. And so today I want us to go to 2 Kings chapter 4, and we're going to read from verse 38. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 38. And the Bible says, And Elisha came again to Gilgal when there was famine in the land. So we see here that there was famine in the land. In other words, there was drought, there was lack of food, you know, no provision, and things were difficult, and which might be how things are today. You know, famine in the land, and uh, whereby there's shortage of food or there's no money to buy food, you know, that depicts famine. And so in this story here, there was, in this particular time, there was famine in the land. And as the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, he said to his servants, Set on a large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophet. Uh, so what we see here is that uh, when Elisha came to Gilgal, <coughs> the Bible says that the sons of the prophet were sitting before him. You know, so they had gathered together. And then Elisha said to his servant, he said to his servant, set on the large pot. I mean, there is famine. But he tells them, you know, get a large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophet. You know, make provision. Even in the midst of famine, make provision for them. And uh, the sons of the prophet. Now, one of them went out into the field to gather Herbs, you know, whatever they were cooking, they wanted to gather also herbs. And found a wild vine and gathered from it his lap full of wild goats. You know, and came and cut them up into the pot of stew. 
not knowing what they were. Uh, they, so one of the sons of the prophet just went out and get us something that he was not familiar with. He did not know. He just cut it because there was famine. So he thought that, oh, this might also help. You know, it will add up to the stew. And so they brought it and put it on inside the pot. And they poured out, verse 40, they poured out some of the men, uh, they poured out some for the men to eat. But while they were eating of the stew, they cried out, Oh, men of God. You know, they cried out to Elijah, Men of God, there is death in the pot. You know, and they could not eat it. You know, when they began to eat the food, they realized that, you know what, there is death in the pot. There is virus or there is bacteria in our terms probably. You know, or there is jam in the pot. There is something that kills in the pot. You know, so you might be out there and then you say that, you know what, there is death in the land. There is death in the malls. There is death at school. There is death in the community. There is death everywhere I go. You know, and so here it was not only in the environment, but death was in their substance. You know, in what was supposed to give them food, there was death in there. You know, death was in what was supposed to give them life and to sustain them, there was death. So they were like caught between the rock and the hot place. You know, that we have, uh, the servant of God has provided stew. You know, we are supposed to eat. Remember, there is famine. And so if we don't eat, we will die. If we eat, there is death in here. So what are we going to do? Are we going to choose to uh, die a slow death of hunger because there is famine? Yeah, or are we going to choose, choose a quick death, you know, dying quick by eating this death? You know, this thing is killing. They knew it, that this is, there is death. You know, but one thing that I want us to look at here, you know, is that even when they were caught between the two deaths, you know, even when they were caught in the death of hunger and the death of a, a poison in the food, you know, a death in our case of coronavirus in their house, in their situation, you know, a death of a virus, a death of a germ, a death of a bacteria. Even if they were caught between the two, they realize here that there is only one solution. And thank God that these sons of the prophet called out to Elijah and they said to Elijah, Elijah, oh man of God, there is death in the pot. You know, let me tell you, when you are facing death, that is not the time to call or to, be, uh, to sit around and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. That is the time to call upon the Lord. And thank God that the servant of God was there. You know, the prophet of God was there. And they call out unto the prophet. They call out unto the servant of God. They knew that the servant of God will pray. And the servant of God 
will do a miracle. God will perform a miracle unto him. Now, what is this saying unto us? This is saying unto us that when we are faced with danger, when we are faced with death, when we are faced with problems, that is the time to call upon the name of the Lord. It is not the time to say, I wonder which death is easier, whether a death of hunger or a death of poison. You know, I wonder which one should I choose. That is not the time to choose or to, uh, uh, you know, to worry and to complain, you know, about and, and try to figure out which one is better. But that is the time to call upon the name of the Lord. You know, uh, during those days, they were calling upon the prophets because, you know, uh, in the Old Testament, they were relying on the prophets and the servants of God. But in the New Testament, you know, all of us have access unto God that you can call upon the name of the Lord yourself. You know, that you don't, all that the prophets and the teachers and the apostles, all that they're doing is just to help you to call upon the name of the Lord. They are not a gateway. You know, even as I am preaching to you, I am not a gateway. But what I am, I am a helper to you, to help you, to assist you, to call upon the name of the Lord. You know, what I am doing, I am to take your hand and uh, just put it in the hands of God. You know, that's our role today, the New Testament prophets and pastors and teachers and, you know, evangelists and apostles. That's what we are doing. We are not drawing attention to us, but we are drawing your attention to the Lord. But thank God that they call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, uh, they came to the prophet, they cried out unto the prophet, and we are saying to you that wherever you are, wherever you are watching, you know, that when there is danger around you, when there is death around you, when things are difficult around you, and you are seeing, you know, that these are happening, that situations are happening, you know, that circumstances is, are, are bad and things are not working out, that is the time to call upon the name of the Lord. That is the time to cry out unto the name of the Lord. And I'm telling you that, and the Bible says that those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, God will not disappoint you. It does not matter how difficult, how bad a situation is. God will never fail you. God will never disappoint you. God will never, ever let you down. You know, God will hold you. God will come through for you because he cares and he cares for you. He will never allow you to be defeated by the enemy. He will never allow you to be defeated by the power of darkness. He will never allow you to be crushed by the enemy. God will come through for you because he's a great God, because he's a powerful God. And so these people said, Oh, man of God, there is death in the pot. You know, there is death in the pot. There might be death in your situation, you know, but don't succumb to that death. You know, don't allow to overtake you. You know, don't allow it to take you. You know, people are saying, oh, this week is going to be the worst 
You must brace for the worst storm. You know that things are going to be difficult. And I'm saying that I choose not to participate in the storm. In the name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but as for me, I choose not to participate in, the, in that storm that they are predicting. But I choose to call upon the name of the Lord. To rely upon the name of the Lord. To depend upon the name of the Lord. And I know that God will sustain me. And I believe that even as you call upon the name of the Lord, God will sustain you. And so they cried out to the servant of God. And they say that there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. You know, they could not eat it. You know, and, and how did the servant of God come through? And how did God come through here? Verse 41. We are reading 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 41. The Bible says, he said, then bring flour. You know, when they said there is a, a, a death in the pot, he said, then bring flour. And he threw it into the pot and said, pour some out for the men that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. Yeah. He said to them, you know, he said to the seven, bring me some flour. And the seven brought flour. Yeah. And he poured it into the pot and, uh, that they may eat. He said that, you know, give it to the people that they may eat. And they ate and there was no harm in the pot. You know, I believe that the power of God upon the servant of God, the servant of God, you know, that was there to bring healing upon death, to stop death right on its tracks. You know, and let me tell you, the power of God that was there during that time is the same power of God that is still present even today. You know, that the same power of God is able to stop death on its track. To say to death, death, you will never prevail. Death, you will never succeed. Death, you will never come near my, my house. And, and, and the same power of God is able to prohibit, you know, to put a no entry sign to coronavirus to your house. No entry sign, you know, to sickness and disease to your house, to your workplace, to your uh, environment, to your car, you know, to your body, and to your whole system. You know, the anointing of God, when, it, when it's there, it is able to say no to the attacks of the enemy. And I declare that the same anointing, let it work in your life. The anointing of God, the power of God, the grace of God, the goodness of God. Oh, let it, that anointing put a no sign to you and to, uh, to you, uh, in front of your house. Put a no entry, you know, in, in, in your life. And when that coronavirus, when that spirit of coronavirus wants to attack your life, that they will come, it will come and see and face off with the anointing and it will die off because the power and the anointing of God, it is great in your life and it is bigger. It's bigger than all the challenges that are said. It's bigger than all the difficulties that are uh, out there in the name of Jesus. And thank God 
Now, you might be saying, Pastor, what are you saying? Am I, am I to go out and get a flower and put it in front of my house or put it in my... That's not what I'm saying. You know, you need to understand that share was in the Old Testament. You know, it was before the Holy Spirit came. It was before Jesus died at the cross. You know, but us in the New Testament, we no longer have symbols, but we have the reality. And the reality is the power of God, the anointing that we access by faith, the anointing that we have by faith. That is what we have. You know, we no longer need any oil. We no longer need any flour. We no longer need any substance. But we need the power of God. We need the grace of God upon our lives. And the grace of God upon our lives will be able to discharge and to destroy every power of darkness, every force of the enemy, every work of darkness that has been aimed against your life. In the name of Jesus, even as I preach tonight, I declare unto you right now that the anointing of God is coming upon your life. And the anointing of God upon your life is destroying every power of darkness that the spirit of death will never overtake you. The spirit of death will never ever rule in your life. In the name of Jesus, that every virus that touches your body dies in Jesus' name. I declare right now that the grace of God is upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare right now that you are a winner. You are not a loser. That the life of God is flowing in your life. The anointing of the power of God is there upon your life. In Jesus' name, it is well with you. I speak the health of God upon your life. I speak the grace of God upon your life. I speak the goodness of God upon your life. I declare that you are the healed of the Lord. I declare right now that every virus that touches your body dies in Jesus' name. I declare right now that the goodness of God is wrapping you around in the name of Jesus. I declare right now that the peace of God Oh, that surpasses all understanding. It guards your heart. I command the spirit of fear to depart from your life. I command the spirit of fear to get away, away from you. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. Let every force of darkness that has been attacking your life, oh, let it depart, let it go in Jesus' name. I declare right now that you are the healed of the Lord. I declare that you are, you are the life of God. The life of God is flowing in your life in Jesus' name. And so we thank God that they, the God, the prophet said to them, he said to the seven, he said that get the shoe, save the shoe now because the shoe is healed. The shoe is delivered. The shoe is being set free. You know, let me tell you that, they are, that whatever has been poisoned, whatever poison that has been attacking your life, you know, that it will never succeed against your life in Jesus' name. Greater is God that is in us than, uh, than the one that is in the world. In the name of Jesus, we trust in the living God. 
We trust in the power and the grace of the living God. Our God is not dead, but our God is alive. Our God is not a dead God. It's not a God who is made of wood. It's not a God who is made of dead people. It's not a God who is out there that we have to go and make uh, uh, some offerings uh, and make something to please Him or to appease of Him. But our God is alive. Our God is a great God. He is the creator of the universe. He is the maker of everything. There is no sickness or disease or poverty or lack that can defeat our God. Our God is greater. Our God is bigger. Our God is stronger in Jesus' name. And I declare to you, child of God, that it is well with you. You know, when they are saying that we are facing a bad week, I want to say to you, I announce to you today, you know, that I, I bring, you know, glad tidings to you today. I bring an announcement to you today that we are facing a great week, that you are facing a great week. You can choose to believe the bad week or you can choose to believe the great week that the Bible talks about. But I want to announce to you that we are facing a great week. We are facing an awesome week. We are facing a week whereby we are overcomers. We are facing a week whereby greater God in our lives will manifest himself. He will manifest his power. He will manifest his grace upon our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is well with you. In Jesus' name, you shall not die, but you shall live to declare the praises of God. You know, you will never succumb to any virus or bacteria or anything. You are protected by God. You are covered, oh, by the anointing of God, the anointing and the grace of God upon your life. It's keeping you in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says here, you know, that the anointing of God, you know, that the shoe was healed, you know, and people were able to eat. Yeah, and I thank God that when he provides, he provides fully. They ate that, and you're thinking that maybe that was the end of provision, but it was not. You know, look at verse 42. It says, a man came from Baal Shalisha, bringing the man of God bread of the first fruit. You know, that here is the man, you know, from wherever he was coming from, and he's bringing the men, not men, but men. He's bringing the servant of God. He's bringing Elijah. You know, what happens? Bread of the first fruit. You know, he's bringing it to the servant of God. Bread of the first fruit. You know, that he has, he has gathered the first fruit, you know, and he has baked a, a bread out of that, and he's bringing it unto the servant of God. Yeah, let me tell you, when you bless those that are blessed, God will bless you. When you sow into the anointing, God will bless you. It's a principle of God. You know? And so this is what this man understood. Yeah, and, 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 but above all, you know what? He was sent by God. Above all, he was doing what God prompted him to do. Because God knew that I need to take care of my servant. And so the bread of, uh, of the first fruit, 20 loaves of barley, 
you know, 20 loaves of barley and fresh ears of grain in his sack. He had a sack for the servant of God during famine, remember, when there was no food, but this man never stopped giving. You know, this man never stopped sowing. You know, he knew that there was famine, and I am bringing it unto, the, uh, unto God, you know, and he brought it unto the servant of God. He brought 20 loaves of barley and fresh ears of grain in his sack. You know, let me tell you, this is not a time to hold back on your giving. This is not a time to hold back on your offering or to stop tithing. But this is a time to practice the word of God because God, you know, is, is the way he has provided that you will be provided for. You will be taken care of, you know. And so when he brought it to, to, uh, to Elijah, listen to what Elijah says here in verse 42. And Elijah said, give to the men that they may eat. Yeah. He says, distribute it. They may eat. But listen to his servant. You know, verse 43. But his servant said, how can I serve this before 100 men? We're not talking about only two men or 10 men. It was 100 men. And so the servant says that, how can, how possible it is that I can bring it and provide for 100 men? You know, that this is not enough for 100 men. Let me tell you that the miracles we see that as they've been happening in the Old Testament, that they're happening also in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we know of Jesus multiplying bread and fish and that multitudes were fed. So it's the same thing here. Now, what multiplied that provision is the anointing of God. The anointing of God on Jesus multiplied fish and bread. And also in this instant, the anointing of God upon Elijah, the anointing of God upon him multiplied the food that it fed everybody. That is why we're saying to you that you need the anointing more than anything. You know, let me tell you, even if you don't have enough, but the anointing will make way for you. The anointing will provide for you. The anointing will make sure that you're well taken care of. Even during famine, you will never lack. I declare that you will never lack anything. I declare that you will never ever be in want in the name of Jesus, that it is well with you. Now, let's go uh, read it here. Listen to what he says. And he says, give to the men that they may eat. Verse 43, but the servant said, how can I set before a hundred men? So he repeated. You know, I like the prophet uh, that he repeated because the servant was in the flesh and the prophet was in the spirit. Uh, and so that's why they could not understand each other. That's why the servant could not understand the prophet. He was in the flesh. The prophet was in the spirit. You see, when you, when you obey the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, as a servant of God, when you obey the Holy Spirit and then you give instruction, some people that are in the flesh, they will look at it according to the flesh. And they won't understand what you're saying. Why? Because they're trying to rationalize it. How will it be? How will it be that you won't be affected by coronavirus? How will it be that you won't get sick? 
How will it be that you won't get symptoms? How will it be that you won't die? You know how possible it is. They are in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. I think, I thank God for Elijah was steadfast in the spirit. You know, when we come and minister, at times we say things, you know, because God wants to minister. God who knows your situation, he will allow us to say things that we have not even prepared. You know, and so uh, don't try to rationalize it and say, but, you know, why this, why that? You know, just look unto God that God is speaking to you. Yeah. And so the prophet repeated. I like this. He repeated. He never changed his statement. He stood fast in what he said. Yeah. And so, so he repeated, give them to the men. I don't know. Maybe he increased his voice. He said, I said, give, it, give them to the men. You know, because at times, people that are in the flesh, you know, they need to get their head bust up, you know, because they're in the flesh and, you know, they want to pull you into the flesh. Uh, and so at times you need to be strong, to be firm. And I said that we are going to do it this way. I don't know if the prophet, you know, raised his voice. I'm just imagining. But he repeated what he said, you know, give them to the men that they may eat. Yeah, then he included this. For thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left. They shall eat and have some left. You know, so he said it before them. And they ate and had some left according to the word of the Lord. You know, why were some left? They were left because the prophet has spoken. There was abundance because the prophet has spoken. There was healing because the prophet has spoken. You see, when there is danger, there is death, there is, a, a, you know, lack of food. What does the devil want to do? He wants to silence the prophet. Yeah, that's why I'm so disappointed by churches who could handle 50. I'm not talking about those that, you know, it's not practical for them to meet uh, because they are, uh, you know, in, in the thousands and, and so forth. But I'm talking about, you know, uh, those that their buildings can handle 50 easy. Yeah, that they are not meeting because they are scared. Yeah, I'm so disappointed. You know, they're allowing the devil to silence them. Look here. You know, the devil would want to silence the body of Christ because he wants to make sure that this sickness really ravage and kill, you know, everybody. You know, but what will stop this from ravaging is that the prophet must rise up and speak against it and declare that there shall be a leftover and declare that there shall be provision and declare that you will not die and declare that you shall live. You know, the devil wants to silence the prophet. He wants, he wants to move it in whatever way. But thank God we will not be silenced. I refuse to be silenced. I will speak the word of God. And I will declare that coronavirus is dead in Jesus' name. I will declare 
that greater is God that is in us than the one that is in the world. I will declare that the church and the word of God shall, shall increase in Jesus' name. I will declare that we shall have provision, that we will be provided for. We will never lack. We will never ever be in want in Jesus' name. And so the Bible says here uh, that when the seven said it before them, and they ate and had some left, according to the word of the law. When God puts a word in our hearts, let us speak the word. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolukwani.com. God richly bless you.